7.20 on a Wednesday morning. We are joined now in our studios by Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Martig. Good morning. Good morning. How, how is everyone today? Good morning. Fantastic. Boy, you're sounding pretty chipper. Yeah. <laughs> what, Warmer weather on? is on its way. You know, that does just make my heart feel better. <laughs> yeah, you just, know, And my brain a whole lot better as well. Yeah. yeah. Everything's just lighter and better and yes. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> so, Spring is coming. It's coming. So you got last night, the weather wasn't all that great, kind of rainy and stuff, so you might as well spend it inside and get some work done. <laughs> yes. And then have some time off when the weather's nice. Uh, last night, the council had a uh, their uh, first meeting of uh, April. Yeah. And on the uh, regular agenda, a number of items. Why don't we uh, start off by uh, talk about the uh, the Wastewater Treatment Plant Improvements Project. Yeah. I'm a little bit confused on that. Are we improving what we already have at the wastewater treatment plant, or is this for the new water treatment plant that is being proposed? Yes, it's wastewater mm-hmm. and not water. Okay, There's wastewater. The, so. Yes, the waste at the beginning. Um, North Highway 3, that yes, facility. Yes, and so this is part of our, our normal sort of process of taking care of really important facilities that are within our city. And so normal sort of updates i would say this is about 11 to 13 and a half million dollar uh facility upgrade um that is planned for this coming year well what uh what all will that encompass and ben will let you uh be be the expert on on this one yeah this is a just a major i guess reinvestment in updating our facility and the we did a major facility review in 2022 um we had a number of issues at the plant but we also knew that the plant was aging and getting at a point where it did need some other upgrades so it's got a number of like just modernization um uh, issues that we've got uh card access upgrades um more storage for the back end of our um treatment so that we can store some of the solids that will eventually go out onto and, and distributed and disposed of um we have roofs that need replacing and we're going to be installing solar rooftop uh, related to that as well so we're looking at really trying to be more uh, sustainable in our design related to the improvements that we're doing um so really a, a significant number of different things that throughout the systems that are getting upgraded that will just really allow a much more efficient and um, effective system and ensuring that um that we're treating our waste appropriately and in reinvesting in our facilities really as public assets. And so mm-hmm. we've been planning that. The good news, too, is by being planful, we're also kind of tying and making sure that from a funding standpoint that makes sense. So we had, we've had different debt fall off on improvements of the facilities, um, and so this has been planned. Um, so we're looking at pretty minor increases in our fees, I think around maybe 1.5% or so in the next few years that we're looking at. So... Um, wastewater is about $38 per month that people will be paying. And um, I think it maybe goes up uh, a dollar over the next five years or so um, related to those changes. Now, yeah. the, uh, the the plant, of course, has had kind of a rocky recent past in the last five, mm-hmm. seven, eight years. Uh, but it has, we put a lot of money into it. Is this mm-hmm. kind of completing that whole cycle? Uh, I know it's it is not a new plant. It's mm-hmm. been there for many decades, so mm-hmm. the, the ongoing maintenance is going to be required. But for this round of major uh, expenditures, do you foresee uh, anything as far as being planned uh, uh, expenses going forward? 
Yeah, in our short-term capital plan, this is really our major investment that we've got over the next few years. We've got still collection system improvements that we'll be doing related to the pipes and things leading to the plant. But yes, this is the major major investment in those other those other issues that we've had in the past has led to major updates too in the facility that we would have been doing had that had those issues not happened. So again, mm-hmm. the, I, as we talked before, some of those insurance claims and covering those costs in some ways financially helped us out as a community. Mm-hmm. That's not how we want to get there, but certainly um, there's a yeah. major improvements that we've had now over the past few years, but then also um, what we're going to be doing this year. Mm-hmm. Just And I yep. just want to remind folks, so this serves, this plant serves not only the city of Northfield, but the city of Dundas. And so just really, it's really an important facility for our two cities. And so making um, regular updates uh, to the facility is, is really important. We talked a little bit last week, moving on, uh, about the environmental assessment worksheet uh, for uh, you're going through some of the uh, hurdles, getting through some of the hurdles for development up on the uh, northern uh, northwestern side of town. Uh, what happened last night and uh, what, what, what's next in the process? So this is um, the first step of the phase is really the scoping phase. Um, statutorily, we're required uh, to go through and basically seek input from the public, uh, making sure that are we addressing the right property boundaries? Do we need to adjust it? What's the initial questions or concerns? And we're also concurrently in contact and initiating like state agencies and things in the review as well. So last night the council was asked to basically take all of those comments and uh, then our consultant and staff helped uh, with responses in the document to the um, public comments. And then the council basically took action to order the this formally the uh, draft AUAR which um, ultimately is going to be identifying any environmental issues in that northwest area and um, and then how we might do mitigation related to that on uh, basically a no-build bu- no scenario as well as two development scenarios because, again, tax-based growth is um, one of our goals out in our mm-hmm. – this is one area that we have for, for development for the mm-hmm. community. And one of the things that I was reading in the attachments to um – as part of the background information uh, for this agenda item, I was just really pleased uh, the different comments that came in from the different state agencies, but also our community members. And the response back was consistently, yes, that will be addressed in the AUAR. And just uh, was really grateful for all those that were watching this and providing a lot of thought in terms of uh, guidance or questions that they might have and uh, I think that will help us eventually get to a much better AUAR. Uh, Mayor Pownell and City Administrator Martig with us. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we have talked about the uh, comprehensive plan, and uh, you've you considered approving a consultant team. Did you approve a consultant team? Do we have a team identified? Uh, what? Yes, we have a team identified, and it's my understanding that some of that team was in Alaska, so we weren't able to get an actual contract in front of the council last night. But the uh, council hopefully that's not a permanent situation. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm hoping not too, because maybe that might be a little hard from Alaska. Maybe we should pick up the city and move it to Alaska. But no, yeah, no, no, I like springtime. Yeah, <laughs> I like the weather. Here. I like bears, but not yeah, that much. Yes. So the we had both, uh, there were city staff team that really narrowed down uh, the number of consultants that came in and interviewed in person. And then we had an additional uh, group 
of uh, people that included both city staff as well as some members from our different boards and commissions. They really interviewed four additional uh, consultant teams, and Stantec was the one that was brought forward last night and really rose to the top in terms of their approach, their engagement, their their knowledge, their skill set to be able to work with diverse uh, groups within a community with very diverse opinions and perspectives and to potentially uh, move forward on uh, developing that scope or the contract, which will be Mm -hmm. coming back to the council, I believe, maybe in May uh, for us to formally approve. And this is for, if I understand this correctly, uh, the comprehensive plan, you're you're looking 20 years out. Yeah, to 2045. That's crazy. like way beyond what yeah. uh, I, I thought I would live to. <laughs> but I would hopefully. be. Uh, oh, my gosh, still, you would uh, still be here. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's 45 years into the whole new century. I guess, uh, well, we're 23 years into it now. So, all right. Yes. So it would, I would just say people should be watching. People should be watching for opportunities to engage with. Anytime we're asking for public feedback, input, open houses, comprehensive plan, the AUAR, we really do need people when we're seeking your feedback and your input, we really do need you to be there so that when it comes time to implement, no one is caught by surprise. I I would just add too, although I wasn't, the mayor was involved in the team, I was not part of that. We had a lot of smart people around the table and I thought it was really smart Mm -hmm. to go across different entities that will be impacted by it for that selection team. And I would say, too, I think we've got an excellent planning commission right now that has experience in this as well as mm-hmm. the staff. Um, and then by bringing in this um, really thoughtful consulting team who's also doing some of that work on the AUAR, part of that team is, um, I just think we're in a good position with a overall team to help do good community engagement and uh, a solid visioning document to uh, come back and get approved. So, um I was kind of concerned uh, as you kind of look in the future, but knowing this was coming for years, knowing that the pieces are falling in place, um, I think this is a really good opportunity and excited about the future of this planning. All right, let's move on. Uh, last item has been uh, the one that a lot of people have, a lot of the general public have uh, kind of uh, taken to, and that is the uh, reclamation project and overlay project uh, scheduled for the uh, south end of uh, Northfield, including uh, some of the uh, uh, bike lanes that uh, are curbed and kind of set aside from uh, the rest of uh, traffic. Uh, there has been quite a bit of... Uh, discussion about that and input from the uh, local residents last night they kind of all came to a head you had to approve some plans on that so let's talk about that uh talk about the discussion and what was finally approved yeah so a couple different things um this was exactly uh this was the agenda item that really took up the majority of our time last night that the council really needed to find their way through and uh just wanted to remind two key pieces here, Mm -hmm. is that there were 22 items on the agenda last night. 21 of those were voted on unanimously. Mm -hmm. This was the only one that the council really got into and had to figure out a way forward. And the number of streets that were addressed or improvements, I was just counting them up. There's like over 20. And there was only, I don't want to say only, I would say small in terms of the breadth of the project, there was one small detail that really is its major, but also small in the same standpoint that the council really needed to figure out 
um, how to move forward. So there are a couple different amendments that were brought forward last night. And uh, one uh, one did not uh, move forward, and another one was uh, removed from the table for consideration. And so the council ultimately moved forward with the recommendation that was before them. And yes, they do include some different sidewalk, um, bicycle uh, facilities uh, to be able to make our community safer for all people, for people that are walking, biking, and driving, and separated facilities for those three. are We know that those are safer in the long run than if you try and put them all together within one space. So all on the roadway, walkers, which we have this year, right, because sidewalks are icy, walkers in the lane of traffic, bicyclists and drivers is not necessarily the safest. Uh, so separating those facilities throughout our community, making it a way for people to get to our schools. Uh, we know that they'll be increasing potentially the the two-mile uh, radius around our schools. Having people need to get their students to those schools could be increasing uh, the number of people that need to figure that out or pay for busing. And uh, and so ensuring that we've got safe routes to all of our schools is absolutely really essential. Now, this is, uh, though that was passed, it's not a done deal yet. And you still have to vote for the uh, financing part of it. And that's coming in a, a couple of weeks. Let's talk about the financing. What, uh, you know, there is, uh, I, I understand it's hard to, uh, I guess, break down a a block by block uh, estimate on the uh, cost on this, but you know, we—I've talked to a lot of people who live in that area, and I don't know if it's everyone. There are probably some people out there that uh, do like uh, the uh, bike, the divided bike lanes, and there seems to be a large vocal amount that don't. And we're talking in that Link, uh, Lincoln South area, <clears throat> just a couple of blocks of the mm-hmm. whole project, just to keep it in context. How much is that going to cost for that couple of blocks? Or You know, we've got people there that don't want it, that don't uh, want to have to take care of it. They see it as kind of a safety issue. And uh, there are other alternatives that are probably cheaper. So if we were to remove that, how much savings would there be in the overall cost of this? I think so... You talk about removing the trail. What if we were to remove I, 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 all of the parking? No, that I'm not would talking. be really interesting in terms of cost savings. Uh-huh. We were to only design our roadways for two lanes of traffic, no lanes for parking, and so there are. We don't have those estimates yet. Mm-hmm. Those estimates will be coming in April um, for consideration of the project as a whole. Mm-hmm. I don't have that section. Um, Jeff, uh, the dollar broken out, but I would mm-hmm. say for that particular section, that was actually one of the amendments proposed was to, and it was actually initiated by the residents in that area, mm-hmm. uh, the request for the amendment was to still allow in that section, I don't know how, it's probably around 500 feet or so maybe, um, pulling the curb out, adding a sidewalk was supported. Um, in that amendment, mm-hmm. including the residents to ultimately have both of those things, which will slow the traffic speeds around that bend that's there, mm-hmm. also allow for people to walk along there where there is no sidewalk currently. What they asked, though, was is that the off-street trail that would be adjacent to the sidewalk in between the curb would be removed. That's a pretty small change in the, mm-hmm. well, small change in the project, but there was a lot of grading and elevation issues where if that were ever added in the future, the driveways would have to be retorn out and the road would also not be really, uh, it'd be off center or off kind of grade a little bit because of that design. 
So it'd be really costly in the future to add something like that. And really was kind of the mayor's earlier point. When you look at really the overall project, even in that area, it was a fairly narrow difference of opinion about whether or not to include that extra bike uh, path or not through that area. Mm-hmm. So the cost was actually probably pretty minimal on that particular section that you're talking about. I don't know exactly what it is, but you're talking the difference of it's all there. The space is there. It would be adding yeah. in a two-lane um, bike lane or not on that section. Yeah, a curb. Actually, is no, the no the no this that section that you're talking about uh, actually moves the curb off, uh, out into the street, and this would be an off street section mm-hmm. that that the residents on the townhomes would be looking at, not the protected curb in that particular section. Okay. So again, really, you're only talking, right. yeah. So that section is actually pretty minimal uh, impact, uh, ultimately related to cost. All right. Yeah. Uh, move on. Is there anything else you'd like to mention while we have yeah, you? Here? Actually, can, Jeff, can I just backtrack here for just yeah, a second? Sure. So, we, have a we have about two minutes. Okay. All right. So Galen Malika and I were in, mm-hmm. gosh, that was just last Wednesday, Yeah. right? Talking about the Mill Towns Trail and how long that has been in process. And that goes dates way back to when Galen was on the city council, maybe even predates him on the city council. But this trail system, the biking facilities that are being brought forward with this year's project will connect in with that Mill Towns Trail that's set to potentially go in in 2024. So creating those connections to get people to the state trail is really strategic and I think with some of the the different amendments that were brought forward last night, there would have been gaps in the system for people within our community to be able to get to the Milltown State Trail. So the CIP, it's a five-year CIP, it's all working together and has been very carefully uh, put together in terms of when streets are done and how it fits in with that state trail that's about to get started in our community so just really the overall picture and taking that into account last night was really important all right thank you two so much for coming in much appreciated and we will see you again in uh, a week or so ben i guess we'll see you next week yeah, yeah sounds, sounds good, good. thank you northfield mayor Rhonda Pownell and city administrator ben martin a rich standing by local news plus a news on the side of sports with tim coming up do you want to make some money and help out a local northfield resident raghav singh has been a resident of northfield for the